Is it? It's done? It's live? Okay. Yep. Hi, how's it going? My name is Dom, Fire Devil Dom, and I'm joined oh, no. by a bunch of guests. A uh, couple of guests and a degenerate, but we won't get into who's the degenerate in this call. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, why don't I go ahead and introduce our guests here. First, we'll start off with our resident degenerate, Renegade Operative. <laughs> Uh, hello. I really love the jiggle physics in this game when I noticed it in my playthrough, so if you like thumping boobs, then this is the game for you. Yeah, see? I told y'all. Anyway, uh, next up I got uh, Lady Token. Uh, hi everybody, I'm glad to be back and talking about Tormented Souls. Oh no. Uh, next up we got uh, Scared Sheep. Hi everyone, I'm really glad to be back in my second podcast with you guys and looking forward to talking about this game. Awesome. And then last but not least, we got our other co-host here, Brandle, Sir Brandle, Immortal Brandle. You go by a million names, right? <laughs> I only go by one, sir, as the Lord Brandle. Thank you very much. Your Lord and Savior. <laughs> Who is here to talk about some um, very questionable upskirts about this game i can tell you that much <laughs> uh <Right>. yeah <laughs> one of which i got to experience so <laughs> um but yeah anyway we got we got this whole dock of questions to go through and talk about this game um so why don't we go ahead and discuss about uh, discuss that stuff uh so, yeah i do apologize about that i don't know what's going on in my background here Somebody's got some shit going on outside. Okay, it looks like it stopped. I do apologize about that. Uh, so anyway, let me go ahead and read off the first one. Uh, describe your initial thoughts upon seeing Tormented Souls for this first time. How do you feel about the game being a callback to old school survival horror? Um, so actually, I kind of saw this game like way, way late into development. Uh, it's been in development for a while, and it it looked really rough. If you like look at some of the earlier footage for this game, it, they don't even look alike. And this game was originally planned as a mobile game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so a lot of things have changed, and uh, honestly, for the better. Um, in terms of just it being a callback to old school survival horror, I think it does a really good job um, being somewhat of a love letter to like Silent Hill. In the sense that, like, you know, a lot of indie horror games, they try to go for that. Um, we're trying to make a RE successor. We're trying to make a game that's very much like Resident Evil. And this game is just solely trying to focus on making a game that has a very similar atmosphere and similar um, themes in its game or in, in this game that are uh, similar to Silent Hill, in my opinion. Uh, so in that regard, I, I feel like it was a really good, good way to do callbacks but what about you guys well i had never heard about this game actually until the podcast idea was brought forth and ren asked if i would buy it and play it and i did and i actually really enjoyed it i don't think i've played a camera angle game like that before so it was really interesting um but it was really good. It was really well done. Um, probably one of my favorite indies I've played so far, actually, after that. I mean, it was really well done. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure kind of 
um, what to expect initially, but I was impressed overall. They did a really good job, especially kind of like you said, calling back to more of the Silent Hill-esque games. Hmm. Uh, honestly, from I only heard from the game from word of mouth, like from like you and some other people talking about the game. And then, of course, demo came out, tried it, liked it. And it was really good, but um, honestly, it was a breath of fresh air to actually have a game that one that came out and actually was a true successor to you know old school survival horror, opposed to you know you know being the same same shit every single time we see you like first person, right? So yeah. um. Yeah, or it was just a nice welcome change of pace, and you know, thankfully it came out really well. Otherwise, you know, it would have been unfortunate if it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw. Um, I, I would say this. I saw this game through Residents of Evil. So if you really like people showcasing indie horror or whatever, like you should go over there because uh, that's how I got acquainted with this game. I liked it from the first impressions. Old school survival horror looks great, you know, uh, classic camera angles and all the creepy enemies. I think what added to it was some of the designs were sort of like Silent Hill ish almost. Uh, so I like those backgrounds and everything that they had with blending all the psychological aspects into this game so i bought it supported it and overall i really liked it so far um i haven't beaten it just yet but i'm like 19 hours in and that's like a good bulk so i'm almost at the end of the game so um just really quick before we move on to the next question too did you guys know that this was actually made by like a small group of like college students from chile mm, no I didn't know. Mm. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of what's their name? Uh, Dual Effect. First time I'm hearing of these people. So yeah, it's uh, Dual Effect, and there's another team uh, that was involved with it. Um, hold on, I'm trying to pull that up on my end. I think it's called a uh, P Cube. <clears throat> yeah, P Cube is the publisher. I think it was. I think it was like Abstract Digital was the uh, the other team that helped out. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that's what it was. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um. Yeah, I was just really blown away by that because it's like when you look at the credits, it's it's not that many people that were involved in making the game. So and and you know, for a first outing, or at least as far as I'm aware, it's their first outing, uh, it's very solid. Like, I don't think I've ever played or looked at a uh an indie survival horror game that is played as well and and felt as well to go through and and was just very engaging as well as this game i also should say uh for now this is like on i i think they recently released uh the ps4 and the other versions on consoles so if you want to yeah, go and play PS4 that and, and xbox One xbox came out. i'm not sure about switch has that come out yet or no i think I want to say that version came out the same day as the PS5 and Xbox Series X version and PC version, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So. It was supposed to come to Switch early this year, so I just don't know when. Yeah, at least it's like widespread, so if anyone is mm-hmm. interested, you can uh, pick up the game from there on consoles. Oh, it actually has not come out yet. Uh, the Switch version is supposed to be coming out in April. There you go. Huh. At least it's on its way. Nope. 
Uh, so, so yeah, with that kind of out of the way, uh, who wants to go ahead and read off number two? I can. Alrighty, Ron, go ahead. Alright, describe your general thoughts on the level design and puzzles. Uh, I'll go real quick. So, the puzzles were, on the first run, they are going to get, like, very confusing. It's... It requires you to really read the lore, read the notes, understand uh, what's going on, do some math. It's a lot Be of shit. Familiar with Jesus. Yeah, no oh, yeah. shapes and sizes. <laughs> don't scream like me where I said, I don't know what the fuck a hexagon is, all type of stuff. You're going to have to really just know your stuff for these puzzles or you can skim and cheat and look it up. Uh, the level design is great. I, I like the interconnected main hall. Uh, I was talking about how it gave me RPD vibes and how it just looks similar to the stuff you would see in either RPD or the Resident Evil Mansion in the first game. Um, really nice details. Like, this is one of the best looking indie games I played so far with fixed camera. So that's like a huge testament to the developers themselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, you know, just to kind of go off of that, like, this you know, like I said before, there's really not many indie indie developers and indie games out there that do uh, do an indie horror game that's more so inspired by Silent Hill as opposed to RE. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like the kind of like how um, it's easy for an indie developer to just make a stereotypical first person run and hide sim. It's very easy for a develop uh, an indie dev to also make a successor or you know. In indie uh indie inspired game that's more so catered towards re fans um and in this case they just kind of went like fuck it we'll we'll just do something that's a little bit more akin to silent hill maybe a little bit of a you know like clock tower and fatal frame aspects thrown in there in the mix right and and just uh put together a more psychological horror game and i think that really worked out well for it mm um for me personally i really um i really thought it was interesting for the uh, level design i i do have one minor complaint though in that um in the intro cinematic when you see the hospital it looks far bigger than what it is in the actual game so i was kind of hoping the game would be a little bit bigger than what it really was but you know that's really only the that's really on the only nitpick that I have of this game. Um puzzles, yeah, they're they're cryptic as shit. <laughs> so if you if you <laughs> like really cryptic like Silent Hill 1 puzzles, you, you might be right at home. Um and it, at least in this regard, I do think that like in the future if they were to make a Tormented Souls 2 or if they were to make a new horror game, um please add in riddle difficulty <laughs> just <laughs> like Silent Hill, you know. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, Silent Hill is the definitive game that tend to, uh, it basically took the riddle difficulty and at least for people who don't know all this stuff or they can't really process it because I think uh, someone said it best on Reddit, most of the playtime that is going to accrue in your first run will be being stuck on puzzles or being stuck on like, how does this piece of geometry fit into this fucking hole or whatever? Uh, so that's where your time is going to go into. And at times 
I didn't really even get it or understand it at points. Like, you know, typically I'm really good at puzzles. Like I, I enjoy Silent Hill 2 on like the hardest puzzle mode ever. And people think I'm crazy for it. But uh, this one was like, uh, they were getting me like, they were making me think like a lot. So I, I do like those games that challenge you in puzzles just let it be known some of this stuff could be optional and going forward you can make choices for the player where they can adapt to their own skill set i do take issue with some of the puzzles like i guess hints or whatever because some mm -hmm. of them just don't make any damn sense and towards on um, what you're trying to do like with the keys like there's like no clear indicator of what um like to turn the knobs towards yeah when they so, say like, the one that confused me the most i know what you're talking about is the one with the b and everything like i got the mm -hmm. tetris one that was on the picture but the one with the b and adam and eve and all this shit i'm like what the fuck what is this what yeah. like some good uh, no, i'm gonna sit oh, oh i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say it's, yeah it's really cryptic unless you really sit there and think some of them were you think too hard about it and it's really more simple than you think so like for that one in particular is that it's saying you know humans are from earth so therefore the other three bees are in the 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 comb the hive comb which is that sh the hexagon and then the um egyptian is from the pyramids and then aliens are from outer space so like the stars so it's like stupid simple when you know the answer but when you're sitting there you think way too hard and that's what made some of them take so long is you're thinking way too far out the box than what it actually is i think i was yeah. thinking like why are these people naked that's all I, that's all i wanted to say <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that's what i was thinking too <laughs> and, and kind of going off of what like token was saying right like that i was gonna say too is like uh those hints on the side i feel like are there just to throw you off and that the mm -hmm. actual answer is literally what what the uh the emblems are on that lock yep so like um because there's another one where it's literally just five three eight and you're oh. basically just trying to figure out the sides of each thing right mm -hmm. um although i don't know how they confused the circle with an octagon or uh, an octagon with a circle so uh so yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, there's there's some that are really off. Um, actually, there is one puzzle I I'm not a not a big fan of. Uh, it's the doorknob puzzle where you got to mimic the heartbeats. <gasps> yes. Uh, the the reason why I don't particularly like that puzzle is because for some reason, um, the the sound of the actual knocks will sometimes go faster than the animation for the doorknob moving. So it can actually mess up, even though you might be getting it like damn near perfect. the The timing on that is very strict, so I was not not the biggest fan of that particular puzzle. Yeah, because I did it the first time, and I could have sworn I did it right. And I'm sitting there, and it didn't unlock, and I'm like, "What the hell did I do wrong?" I you had to do it in a particular way to replicate the the sound. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, Don't I've had right, times. Oh, gone. Right, they give them credit though. At least it was actually a really unique puzzle though. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a puzzle like that before, right? But it's just like it's finicky because <laughs> yeah, you have to literally press it faster than what the animation is given out. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those things where like I've had it where I've gotten it on the first try, and I've had runs where I literally couldn't get it until like the thirtieth try, and I like would have to like fucking rage quit and just come back to it another time because it was just annoying. So that's the only puzzle I, that I 
genuinely hate in that game. Yep. Um, yeah, going off the, the puzzles, I actually really liked the level design. It was really cool. Um, and Dom, you brought up a really good point about it looking so big from the outside and it being smaller on the inside. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it, but that is true. But I did think it was set up really nice. It was really pretty. Um, I really liked all the puzzles for what they were. Some of them were just so stupid simple, but some of them just took forever. I know the the one you brought up, the Jesus one, <laughs> had me laughing because it, my brain messed up the seconds in the hour hand for the longest time, and I don't know how. And I was sitting there. I was like, I know I have this right. And it was just two hands I had mixed up. And I was like, oh. But it was so cryptic to figure out how you were supposed to do that without any hints whatsoever. I mean, to randomly think you have to look at the paintings to figure it out. I was like, oh. Yeah, and the fact that you have to know the exact, like, second of when Jesus was born is kind of ridiculous. Because you could either use the paintings or if you had the background knowledge of Jesus's, like, birth date, then you would kind of already know part of the puzzle, at at least. Yeah, the... From what I understood and read afterwards, the the time had nothing to do with the Jesus's birth, I thought. I thought it was just the directions the swords were or the weapons were facing in the paintings. It was the date, the month and the the day, which is mm-hmm. Christmas, obviously. The is when they say they celebrate Jesus's birth. I just remember that puzzle. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was like eight thirty-five, fifteen. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then I gotta know the the day and birth was easy, but just everything else, nah. I I was like, it's time to look this up, and that's exactly what I did. So, um, this is partially gonna go into a question that we have later in the doc. But, um, how many of you know about the additional puzzle that they patched into the game? I don't. The credits. Yeah, they that um, we'll, we'll we'll go into it a little bit more, but I just I was just kind of curious if anybody else knew about that particular puzzle that you could do, um, because they give you the hint at the credits, but I I found out after helping Brandon that you could do it on a fresh run, oh, ever being, being the game, so um, so that wow. is something that I I found out about last night actually, but I was just kind of curious to know how many how how many of us here knew about that puzzle in particular i wondered so long what that meant at the end of the credits and i never figured it out until you mentioned it the other night in chat and i was like oh and then after that and i ended up getting it it's it was really cool this is totally new for me so that's cool uh did anybody else want to go on this question before we uh, move on to number three? Oh, one thing i want to point out is that Certain level designs, certain um details in level design is kind of weird. Like, how is my path blocked by like little um those things where it tell you like the floor is wet or caution or whatever? I Man, mm. I can literally just step over it <laughs> and get to my path. Or uh, why I need why 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 do I need to go the long way around? Literally solve twenty thousand puzzles just to get behind a reception desk when I can literally just crawl over it. <laughs> right, Something like that, though. And, is it, it kind of annoys me because it doesn't make any you're, sense. You're thinking too smart. <laughs> that, that's the same shit that would come up in like old school survival horror games. Why can't you just jump over this? Like, exactly. 
they also oh, never yeah. fixed the uh east wing floor from what i saw so you constantly have to go around if you go upstairs yeah, that makes sense versus like the bottom floor where you know is it like another um stairway that's just blocked off for a reason which you can literally move stuff out the oh. way because there's nothing there that's preventing you from going down there realistically and there is a move oh, yeah. button too yeah was i the only one that played this game at launch by the way Mm. Probably. Probably. Because the the only reason why I'm asking is because um the main hall, I don't know if you all know about this, but like uh pre-patch, that was a dynamic fixed camera angle that they had there. They changed that to like two or three different camera angles that are fixed and no longer dynamic. And nice. I don't know why they did it, but it just happened. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, why don't we go ahead and uh, move on to number three? Uh, uh, scared. Do you want to go ahead and read off number three? Sure. Um, give your general take on the combat. This could range from guns to melee attacks. Is there something that needs improvement? Uh, to be quite frank, the gameplay is pretty basic. You aim, you shoot, you knock somebody down, you beat the shit out of them with a crowbar. <laughs> you know, it's really pretty damn simple, if considered. But what is? Uh, yeah, I agree. It is simple. The only issue I kind of had was some of them. It seemed like you'd be right up on them to get the nail gun or the shot, the pipe shotgun to actually hit them. You couldn't be too far away, or else you just aim off into the distance somewhere and miss completely. I haven't had that issue myself personally, especially with the um the the new gun. I haven't had that issue where she she misses because um, I just turn away and like the auto aim. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that when I'm shooting someone with the nailer, they happen to move forward through the bullet and somehow get closer. So each and every single time I had to double back, hit them with a the crowbar, double back because they got like way too close simply because I was shooting them. Maybe like have it like RE where it's like, they could tank some bullets, but they're still taking damage. And if they want to lunge towards you, then they're fast enough to do that. Because I found the enemy speed was ridiculous when they started to get alert. And that's when they started like shambling towards you and, and running faster. I was like, oh shit. At, at times when you're surrounded, it gets really intense. And I enjoy that about the game, but I feel like it's kind of dumb if you're plugging someone in the head and all of a sudden they just keep like vaulting towards you. You can't do anything. Just take the hit. Mm -hmm. I my biggest complaint actually with the combat is the dodge. Uh, I feel like if I hit the dodge and they're doing because they have like spitting attacks for some of the enemies, mm. and regardless if you hit the dodge right as that uh, they're going through that animation or um, just as you see that like hurling towards you, like you're still gonna get hit regardless from what I've noticed. Um, I'm just not not the biggest fan of that. I feel like if you're gonna do a dodge, there should at least be some a few seconds of iframes to work with as well. And maybe there is, and I'm just not hitting the the strict enough timing for it. But I just felt like there wasn't many uses for me to be able to use that whenever they were doing like projectile based attacks, and uh, specifically like the final boss also has a bunch of projectile attacks, which you're not gonna be dodging. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The spread on that was really weird and really hard to dodge sometimes. You can't run yeah. either. It's going to hit you in the back of the head, and then it's like, well, mm -hmm. fuck, I got to take the damage. 
Yeah, and um, I don't know about you all, but like I felt like the uh, the hitboxes on those were were really big. Yep. Like I, you would be like just a few inches off, and it would still count as a hit. And it's like, well, I'm pretty certain I dodged that, or like even if you hit the dodge button and you're backed up into a corner, you feel like you should have gotten at least some iframes to work with that, and, and there's nothing. Yep, I agree. Uh, I also felt like this, her stagger was really weird. If you get hit with something, it's like you had no time to wait for her to come back from the stagger before you get hit by another creature if there was happened to be two at the same time. Yeah, oh, if you're in really a corner, annoying. you're fucked. It's just, oh, yeah, see? You're just done. <laughs> nah. That happened to me in the sewers. Like, if you get caught in a corner anywhere, you can't move, and you're trying to run away from the monster, and they're just stuck because... The geometry is like, well, you know, fuck you. I can't get through. I got to keep getting hit. And that's another thing I don't like as well. If you get stuck on a corner, you're just screwed. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say too, like as far as um, as far as weapons are concerned, like I I like the the unique aspect of like, oh, these are like kind of like makeshift weapons, right? Like mm -hmm. that that's unique to that, right? And that's basically uh, unconventional. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like when you think about like Dead Space, for example, right? You're using like mining equipment basically as your weapons, right? Um, or like uh, engineer equipment, more or less, right? So it's like these aren't conventional weapons per se, um, but I do think that there should have been like other um, other like weapons to work with as well, because like we only get a total of four weapons to work with, uh, five if we include the new uh, new additional weapon that they patched in as well. So give so, them a little select though, like considering mm -hmm. the smaller scope of the game, uh, I don't think adding like adding too many weapons probably could have like clutter up the inventory thing because there's no like item boxes, for example, right? So I think having like, a little bit, yeah. having a limited, limited pool over you not know, having multiple weapons, you no, know, I think that would probably have been a little too much there. P potentially, unless if they did a thing where you know, just like the new additional weapon where it takes up ammo that's already in the game, you know. So that way it's like, okay, well, we got this one that's a stronger variation of this weapon. So, like, what if we got two other weapons that were more or less stronger variations of the previous weapons that we were using? That type of deal, I think, could have worked. Um, but then again, you know, like, you never know. Um, a, a sequel could improve on that. But they, could, they could introduce uh, a much bigger game in the future and and include more weapons because we had that with like um like the silent hill games where we would get like a bunch of different melee weapons to work with and then a couple of different firearms to work with as well uh and then scared did you want to go ahead and uh, give your thoughts on this um yeah i think honestly a lot of it you guys have actually already said but um just in general i was pretty impressed with the uniqueness of the weapons i think a lot of games like this tend to give you the same sorts of weapons whereas like this one had like the nail gun and whatnot which um i just i thought that was like a really cute not cute but like uh yeah uh, an idea that you hadn't seen before which i really appreciated you know um you got any like ideas for like improvements um, I think the only thing that really kind of annoyed me was more with the camera angles of the combat, 
because I sometimes couldn't see what I was shooting at. So it's like, am I hitting? Is it still there? Is it dead yet? I honestly didn't know sometimes. And then it would come at me and it would be like, ah. Yeah. So um, that would be, I think, something I would appreciate more, whether it just be, I don't know, the combat allowed you to have more camera angles. I don't really know how they would facilitate that. But I did find myself getting frustrated at times by that. So typically, at least uh, with like fixed cam games, uh, usually what they try to do is try to get you to listen to sound cues. And if you can like pick up on certain sound cues, like you might not see what's in front of you, but if you can hear that it's like that hit is connecting, or if you hear that like death groan from like whatever you're killing, that's usually your like indication there that you've already killed the thing that you were shooting at. Yeah, I guess I'm just, like, really bad at that. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, like, I had that issue, too, when I was first getting into, like, old-school RE, where, like, I didn't really know what I was shooting at. I'm, I'm shooting at nothing, basically. So, like, I definitely <laughs> get where it's like, what am I shooting at? I don't see it. And different camera angles would be more, like, would be definitely appreciated. But once you start, like, picking up on that stuff, it's very easy to, like, tell like okay this is dead that's dead i can move on i definitely hit that right so yeah no i'm somebody with like any of the resident evils like i have no idea if it's dead i just keep like shooting at it or like i try to do that stomp on it or whatever mm. just to make sure because i have no clue all righty so uh brandel you want to read off number four i shot do not but since you ask <clears throat> How do you feel about all the um, creatures presented within the game? Um, fuck the um spike guys. That's the only thing that legit hit me most of the game was um spike um, enemies. Well, oh, in terms of design the though, games, right? yeah. In terms of designs, though, I think they're actually pretty pretty damn good. You know, kind of sort of typical given the um the theme of the um game, but uh, it's pretty good. Hmm. I, don't know. I um I really thought they were kind of interesting. Um but more so from the perspective of like, okay, like some of them are like they were just like torn in half, right? Or like they were mutilated and, and like they looked like they had like different operations performed on them or whatever, right? Like um and even though I, I kinda taped this game uh not Tormented Souls, but the game I'm going to bring up an example, right? Uh, it it kind of reminded me of like the like enemies we would see in like Outlast, mm. and you know, even though I hate that game, like in that regard, that was that's something I could kind of give it props towards. Is like okay, the, these enemies do look good. Um, but I guess the only thing, given the lore, and I know this is going to be the question coming up but like given the lore i think i would have liked to have seen other stuff uh in relation to what was brought up in the in the game as far as like um the tribe that lived on the island and stuff like that or like um stuff relating to the cult so yeah i really thought the creatures were pretty unique i too found an annoyance with the ones with the spikes because it's like you had no idea how far away you had to be with those things not to hit you it was so annoying um the one on the 
the really big one that you had to loop the table for that one was really cool i did enjoy that one a lot but i thought they all looked really unique so mm. i guess Anybody i'll go next go? i'll go next um the enemies are for the most part good i creepy looking they don't look like your routine average zombie so that's a plus that they decided to uh take all these surgical tools and map them to the enemy in question it kind of reminded me of this game called the suffering where most of the monsters are based after like inmates or prisoners that die in a certain way so this kind of looks like well what happened if that was a hospital setting uh for the most part i really like how they look as for how they function it's just that annoying enemy that either spits on you or the one that crawls around and uh has the spikes in his body that's the one that's gonna kind of get you a lot and he got me like a couple of times everyone else just feels a little bit slow in my opinion like the the big guy with the uh blaze in his hands and shit i felt like he was way too slow and once you got the shotgun you can keep knocking him down and uh, stun locking him so uh in terms of challenge i kind of wish it was a little bit more variety the ghost was cool the, the the hot dog neck ghost that came out of the woods and tried to attack you or in this case the hospital uh oh uh and- you mean the one where you could just literally leave a room and then and then despawn it yeah i did that a couple yeah. of times when i found that out yeah there's really no like i i really don't like the design of that enemy it's um just... <laughs> especially because if you know what what the character or who the character is mm-hmm. um i think i would have liked something a little bit more um um I don't know. I guess I think I would have liked something that's a little bit more like grudge inspired, maybe, or something to a similar vein. Yeah, because because like I, I just I don't know. I felt like the design didn't really look that good. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because after they get out of the jail cell, it's kind of weird to think they end up like that. So at first, I thought that was like someone else. I thought that was like a completely a random ghost that was like chasing you around but it's a little bit more to it after you went in the past and did the actions that you did uh but we'll we'll get into that a little bit later too for sure but yeah but for the most part it it was just slow and since you could despawn it anyway it wasn't as much of a threat as i thought it was so that's how i felt about that most enemies except for the two i mentioned were pretty easy did you all, uh, how do you all feel about the lack of boss fights, by the way? Because I don't know if that's a question in the doc here. Uh, there's only one boss fight in the game. I guess yeah, you can say. Me, yeah, I mean, it, it's enough enemies to deal with in certain situations, but I guess you could say, yeah, uh, there were a little slew of bosses in the original uh, RE1, so they could have tried a little bit more. Uh, it would have been cool to fight that guy that was marching around with the candle and the gas mask. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do a little bit more with uh, so, him. So so you do actually fight um, enemies like that when you get further towards the end. Oh, okay. Um, they will start walking around and carry uh, like these big hammers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, be- I basically the best way I could describe him is like, imagine like a discount, um, 
keeper from evil within oh okay so it kind of reminds uh, me a little bit too of the guy from downpour the buggy man with the hammer and everything yeah like like um unlike the keeper the, these guys can be killed uh because they're the actual like cult members or whatever um but as far as like just overall like you know what they do it's like there's nothing special and they're they're not as they're not as intimidating to deal with as they look mm-hmm. let's just put it that way yeah i, I, I think I, it would have been nice if they had had more boss fights at least maybe like two or three but i didn't really feel like it took away from the game because i felt like there was still like enough to fight yep but yeah i think i think it just would have been a an enhancement rather than something that the lack of it is a detriment to the game yeah i agree with that i think there was plenty roaming around you didn't necessarily need more boss fights especially considering once you try to go for the plat and you try to do the speed run and the not use the um the healing items if you'd had more boss fights it would have made that way harder than it already was Mm-hmm. yeah I, I i could see that for sure um the the only reason why i brought it up is because i i do admittedly wish there was at least like two or three more boss fights um you know just to kind of make it just to kind of have like a bit of a pace breaker or a, a, a challenge uh for the player um and granted that's something else we'll, we'll kind of talk about a little bit later too but like I, it's I, I guess with, uh, you know, again, the size of that whole hospital and how it looked in the cinematic versus how it actually is on the inside when you're in the game, um, it's not, uh, I guess it was a little bit underwhelming in that regard. Uh, I guess just to, opinion, so. yeah, I guess just to bounce off that, they probably could have did a little bit more something with the past because basically you are there to put items there so they can either charge up or you know be brought into the future which we're going to talk about later but yeah i do wish as a gameplay perspective that they could have put in a little something to scare the player maybe say oh more time displacement stuff's getting through how is that going to fuck up the creatures in this part of the time as well as stuff is going on and maybe they could put some little story details there but overall it's not the biggest deal in the world it's just something that's like there and that's it mm-hmm. uh i'm glad you mentioned the time stop though because they did not do enough with it you're right about that you just go in put something in like a slab or wait for something to grow in the present and then you're done yeah yeah it is um in the game it's only like three instances that you have to do it the fourth instance is optional mm-hmm. yeah honestly they could have done more where like you, you see like how certain creatures are placed um obviously purposely right Surely, if you go up to the past right maybe you can see like uh, why they're there or you should kiss the enemies in that spot and return to the uh, to the present and you know it affects that on that that's on side of the things that would have been you know neat though but given that this is like a team of three people though i, I guess i could cut a little slack for that hmm. mm-hmm. uh so are we good on this question mm-hmm. all righty uh token you want to go ahead and read off number five sure 
Did you read up on any of the lore details within Tormented Souls? If so, did you find anything fascinating about the Wildburger lore or the religious cult? I personally did not read up on any of the lore details, but I did find it interesting uh, gathering all the files within the game itself and reading up on it. That was really interesting to me. Um, For me, it was more so just what the game told me via, you know, the notes you pick up and the cutscenes or the dialogue that you get with the, uh, um, the priest uh aka uh, the grandfather so um yeah like as far as that like i was a little bit more interested to know about um you know the tribe or whatever and they don't really talk about that it's like so so vague how like you know um the the island was inhabited by a tribe who was able to you know revive people from the dead and then all of a sudden you know many years later you know, colonists came over and they set up a, a cult and somehow were utilizing that power to do whatever the hell they were doing in the hospital. Um, and I know, like, the grandfather was trying to, like, you know... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I knocked my mic. Uh, I know the grandfather was trying to, like, revive this weird-looking heart monster on a, like, makeshift crucifix or whatever, right? But it's like, what, what was... What was the purpose? <laughs> That's what I wanted to know, you know, like like what what was the ultimate goal here and you know, what would have happened if we just let that thing roam around like that that I think like more um more of a clear indication on what the cult was after would have been ideal. Mhm. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I never, um, I never did read up more into it, but um, collecting all the files has always been something that I've enjoyed in other games as well. Um, so as I went, I did enjoy being able to read those and kind of um, figure out some of the lore that they give you uh, that way. Hmm. I'm going to be honest, I file most of the files in my playthrough, but I do know they have this whole tribe and they don't really like go into vast detail but there is a lot of family shenanigans going on with twins and uh symbolism and sacrifice uh from what i saw in the files and the story so i figured that's all leading to um these two twin sisters together which i know the ending but we're gonna talk about that later uh so I think discovering that in the background is nice. I'm never going to say no to uh, files explaining more of the story where if they put it into an actual game, it will probably be like 40 hours or something uh, because that's how storytelling could be. It gets bloated over time. Uh, but I do think that for the most part, it's interesting. You want to see what happens with the wild burgers. You want to see what happens in the hospital. How did these people get to this point? But mostly, like you said, the cult aspect, it seems like they tried to do the whole God cult thing from Silent Hill. And that didn't really, you know, translate too well in context with that, because I remember they had the Indian burial ground in the ocean and that was cool. But for the other side, it's like you want to know more about them. Why are these people doing these rituals all over the place? Uh, so I, I thought it was fascinating for what it was. Just it could have been a little bit more fleshed out in terms of visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. 
Brandon, you got any takes on this? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, and, and the other thing too, um, cause, and we'll, we'll kind of get into this as well, but they, uh, in one of the endings, they, they, uh, mentioned that they're going to go get help or whatever. Um, but like, who the fuck's going to help them and where, if there's a small town nearby in this remote hospital in Canada, right? Because the game takes place in Canada, by the way. Uh, like, like who would even remotely believe anything that that's going to come out of Caroline's mouth? Yeah. At first I thought it was like a giant Island or something. I, I didn't know that it was like a hospital at first. I thought it was like a giant mansion. Then as you go into more details, it's like, Oh, okay, well this is where they set up shop and they did a lot underground. So technically it was a mansion. It just, it got converted into a hospital at some point because the old hospital in, in the area had burned down. They doing the same as RE2 converting like museums into police stations. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess we're good here. Um, Ren, why don't we go ahead and I was I was thinking like who am I gonna have read? But yeah, why don't we go ahead and have you read off number six then? Okay. So you can acquire three distinctive endings as you play the game. The good ending, which is you know, you and the child Anna escaping through time. The neutral ending, which is Caroline mercy killing Anna, which is her sister, if you don't know, and then the regret, which is the bad ending where you leave her and everything behind and then all of a sudden the ghost comes out of nowhere and kills you which is your sister so how do you feel about the endings and the goals to achieve them in the first place uh dom didn't you say like you think two of the endings are lame i okay so in my opinion i really hate the bad ending i i just i felt like it was very cheap and I really hate the, the track that they played at the very end. It just sounds so like ear grating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the forgetfulness ending where you you cure uh, you cure uh, Anna, and then you just leave and you don't go back into the the tape or whatever to get her out of the uh, get her out of the cell. Uh, that I really like the way that that ends. Uh, it's kind of like a bittersweet ending, and I really like the 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 track that plays at the very end of that um, for the credits for that ending. And then, uh, and honestly, I kind of prefer it over the true ending because the true ending, you know, obviously she goes in, takes her sister out, um, and she admits, like, yeah, I, maybe what I'm doing isn't necessarily right. And even her sister is like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. Like something's off, right? Um, so like that ending, you know, not a bad ending, and and I also like the the track that they used to to play out the the credits for that. Um, so yeah, if I if I had to rate them, at least in my opinion, bad ending just can go straight in the fucking trash for me. Uh, forget forgetful or neutral ending is my top, and then. Probably a close set. Pl- bleh, close second would be the uh, the true ending, uh, with uh, Caroline getting Anna away from the cell. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you here. Uh, honestly, though, the true ending doesn't really make, still doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would she drag her sister out to, um to a different time point? 
where you potentially could find the uh, I put I don't think time paradox could play a part there because clearly their time logic, you know, really doesn't make any sense. Because on one hand, you can go back in time and you know corrode the um, thing, right? But she can, yeah. she can escape. But you can also go back and save her again, which means that you cut the train and you take her out. So like, there's so many parallels out there with time travel. That doesn't that that doesn't make any sense once you break it down, right? Yeah. From so that being said, though, I, I do not um. I do not get the logistics behind her um, taking her sister out. That should create some serious problems, you know? From, but then again, though, if you can in, inject um, batteries from the past into the, I'm sorry, from the present into the past and then vice versa. Like, again, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, mm-hmm. and, and keep in mind, too, like, in the end, um, like, she also, like, the, the younger sister, Anna, wanted to go back and, and find the mother. Mm-hmm. So like, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll do that." And obviously, it never happens in the game. But it's like, so how are you gonna do that? And then also too, like, are you gonna just attempt to save yourself, the, your younger self, on top of your father, who you know, at least in the files, was very much against the grandfather, who was like doing all this cult shit and was also abusing the mother and whatnot, and was worried that the the kids were gonna get abused by the by the grandfather like so, oh. so there's a couple of couple of things that they would have to sort out here yeah for me i think the best ending would definitely be the neutral because i feel like that could open up more doors for like sequels involving this character and maybe her um sister as well because you no know, if she is like say escapes and you don't save her that could like you know lead to maybe like another you know branch inside Tomer the Souls Lore where you play the sister in another game trying to far, find the mom for um the girls, right? Yeah, even yeah, when I she to... transforms, it's it's still different because she's not in the cell anymore and uh something changed. So they could do something like that where it's like, oh well we continue from this time point and have a new game. Yeah. I was just going to say that, like, I agree that I think the neutral ending is probably the better of the three. Um, But I do think that the good ending could open up the doors to other sequels as well. Um, But, yeah, I think just a lot of the the whole time traveling thing does tend to get muddled in general, usually for these kinds of storylines. But I think either one could be good for potential sequels but i like the good ending i think the most for sequels and the neutral ending just as is i just want them to know you can't save them all otherwise you get five thousand different timelines and it's like well are they going to explain this or not that's part of the problem not to uh, go in there like days of future past <laughs> yeah it's like you, you move one thing something fucking changes in the present it's like holy shit i i just don't know how they would do that i'm I'm pretty sure if they had a continuation it'd be something good to build off of maybe even uh put that in the game because like i said that's like good stuff that we'll talk about later but uh it's all just confusing when you really start to think about it still it's it's an interesting confusing it's not like something that's dumb or um super like bad in terms of like how you're putting it like it's all interesting storytelling just we want the execution to be good yeah i mean it just depends on how far they go with it Mm -hmm. 
because you know it potentially a sequel might not even delve into that if at you know like if, if it even does it might not delve into it much just like this game where yeah we only had a few instances here where we did that same thing with the potential sequel which um is, is the next question and we'll kind of talk about that um but like you know if they delve into that kind of thing like how much are they going to delve into it and if they delve in because because now you got to find a, a good balance right because if they delve into it too much then it might just seem as like a easy way to kind of pull pull punches or just really uh give us like cop-out answers to certain questions that might be left left with this game I will say also make people confused because uh, that's the main crux of time travel. Like you have to keep it interesting, but also simple enough to the point where it's believable. If not, then you could easily golf the track and mess it up and have like 5,000 different timelines and like your head just explodes. Mm. Um. Does anybody else have anything to say on this before we move on to number seven? Nope. Nope. Okay, so I'll go ahead and read off number seven. Uh, The true ending is building up to a potential sequel regarding possible the possible consequences of going back into the past. This goes double for bringing Anna into the present. If they continue from here, then what would you like to see story-wise? And so for me here, and the reason why I wanted to have this question uh, is because there is that potential that this game as a story, you know, this this game as a game could be just a one and done, and they might move on to a different horror game with a different name, different lore, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm. Or they do a sequel to Tormented Souls, but, you know, they make it as an anthology series where it's just unrelated stories they're you know unrelated locations and stuff like that characters are not related in any way shape or form they just do random horror scenarios right in random locations with random reasons as to why those things are going on right um so there's that potential but on the flip side of that there's also the potential that they do a direct sequel to this game and they do answer some of those questions from uh, from the first game that people might have with the time travel and stuff like that. And uh, they might delve into whether or not they save the mother and, um, you know, go into other sorts of territories with that. But it's, uh, at least at the moment, because this team is literally, you know, just finished making this game last year, is now doing ports of this game for other platforms that they promised they would release it on uh so we don't know what the future entails with that in fact we don't even know if they plan on doing other content for this game which is something else we're gonna delve into as well Mm -hmm. uh i always say when in doubt if you feel like it's too confusing you could always start over with new characters one thing i like about silent hill is that Uh, And I know I keep bringing it up, but I think it's relevant to this question as well. Uh, You could always have it where it's like one central location is vital to the story and everything else is just thrown out. You could put in new characters and new scenarios or 
new ways of how they got into the wild burger hospital and that could also work you know it would be going back to the original while also you could do something different like maybe expand the scope and go outside of the hospital and have that as a central location while you're in the streets doing stuff and monsters are like fucking everywhere uh so i think they have two choices either they can continue or they can make something new but it's all going to boil down to the wire it's also a third option like you said which is they could move on and use the mechanics from this game and make something else yeah uh actually kind of going off of that too with what you brought up and i'll just be really quick here it's um you know potentially because we had mechanics where we were going through mirrors right and going into the quote-unquote other world right yep imagine if we went into a more silent hill like small town scenario right and now we have more involvement with that sort of mechanic right like that would just be that'd be really interesting right and and that that's another way that they could expand on on that in the future we also talked about the past with the cultists also sorry to cut you off sorry to actually answer your question though the one thing i want to to actually I guess delve into is the consequences of pulling someone else into a different time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you pull a little Donnie Darko if anyone's seen that movie. Where you know, a lot of weird things will happen because you no know, this in this um person or item whatever is not meant to be here. So thus it creates some time of like, you know, fuckery and um in um the present. Yeah. I, I would like in a way if they made the story where um if you pull something back from the past or if you go to the past too much then that could lead to the bad ending whereas if you stay in the present and if you like fight everything there or you accept you got to move on or whatever and make choices that way uh, that could lead to some interesting scenarios here's a question Mm -hmm. um so i know you mentioned that uh you mentioned you're really into the suffering right Yes. And uh, that that's at least for that game, uh well that and its sequel, right? They kind of tie into well, what if you played the first game and got X Y or Z ending, right? Yeah, and then it uh, it has a new beginning based on uh what neutrality or what ending you got from the original game. So if you started off bad and killed everybody and decided to be a bad boy then you continue on to the sequel and the new intro will be like you're completely just a monster at that point uh that would also work as well if they bought something like that back because you don't see games do that as much anymore uh the last game i can think of that tried it was infamous where if you have like certain cameras you could carry over into the next game with infamous one and two but not a lot of people do that anymore so i think that would be really original Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else want to go with this one? I think a sequel would be really interesting to see if they're actually going to do that. But I liked it as a solo as well. So, yeah, it could go like pretty much either way. And I guess, uh, depending on how interesting it looks, I would be all for it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd be fine without a sequel, but I am very curious to see how they would go about it if they were to actually do one. Brendan? I mean, I already answered the question, so move on. <laughs> answer, answer it again, Black Man. 
you know actually uh before we move on to i i, I thought about this um you know in a, in a kind of similar fashion they could pull a silent hill in that yeah we get different characters per game mm. and go through their story right um and granted i know post silent hill 4 a lot of people are just not a fan of how that was handled but like just the idea of like it's still tied to that universe but in 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 the sense of it's still kind of like an anthology in the sense that you're following different characters could be a really good well, idea as well okay like i might say like in what regard exactly because um even like in the first four games only like one and three and two or four are only games are connected to each other like they're right so so how do I go, how's that gonna work in the context of Tormented Souls? Do you well, want to be like that, where the next game is like literally another universe e- time frame? Even in two, be a sequel? Even into the old gods and all that stuff with Pyramid Head and Vatel was still the same. So I guess keeping the lore is fine, but um having new characters be in different situations while uh the established events kind of happen in the town in different ways could be interesting for the hospital. So, so, essentially, you want to be like Silent Hill 2 and 4, then, you know, in that um, side of things. Because that's kind of basically what happens more so in, the, in those two games. Well, SSA 4, mostly, you know? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, like I could say it like that, you know? Because they, they don't necessarily have to make it be a direct sequel, although they could go kind of in the route of, like, okay, Silent Hill 1 to 3, where that is actual, like, a, a legitimate cl- uh, connection. And then from... You know, because the game takes place in the uh, 90s and you go back into the past and like 14 years after the fact. So it's like in 1980 when you're going back to the past, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could have it where like, okay, yeah, the consequence of bringing back that character, right? And now that it's like present, like, or not necessarily present day, but like, let's say it's 2008 or something like that or 2004, right? And now they're now we're playing as the younger sister who's now grown up, right? And of the actual age that she she would have been in the previous game had she survived, right? You get what I'm saying here? Like Oh yeah. I guess we want to the next question though, since we're done here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. you wanna go ahead and read off number eight, Brandon? Uh it's number yeah, number eight. Okay, so <clears throat> How do you feel about the time um displacement from um past and present? Ah, uh, honestly, it's a really cool mechanic. You know, because that's not the first time we've seen it before, right? Though, just there's not enough with it though. It's just for like you know inserting one item here and then go back to another point and take it apart, right? It's not like you find anything unique or come across anything super unique other than maybe talking to the priest for the third time you visit there or the second time. I don't remember what it takes. So um. Either way, though, um, it's really cool, but not enough of it that I need done. It's not from puzzle solving. No, the only time I remember a mechanic like this was on Amusha 3 because uh, I think, like, someone was in the past, someone was in the present. I, I don't remember, but I remember so, b- both characters I, had I, that sort of happen. Yeah, so I could I could explain that with that game. It's uh, So basically, when Samonosuke got thrown into the future because of the time fold in that game mm-hmm. um the time fold was unstable and uh Gildenstern was trying to get nobunaga into the present so that way they could basically 
like start their conquest from scratch where they have nobody to oppose them essentially because they're in a different time period they would have far more uh, access to technology that they could enhance their own genma technology with um you know animals and also people to experiment on to turn into genma which is wh why we had the whole zoo segment um so while Samanosuke is in the present because of that uns uh, unstable timefold, Jacques gets pulled into the past. Um, and so while that's happening, when uh, when we're getting closer towards the end of the game, there's also more unstable timefolds, and you could get um, there's points where you go back into the past, but these are pasts that are like small bubbles and don't really. Uh, don't really have a major impact into anything they're just small pockets of time and then there's also parts in the game where uh, when you're climbing up the eiffel tower if you get caught into a time fold you just get sent all the way back down so like so stuff like that uh is how onimusha 3 did it in particular yep it was really creative and it was a lot of it as opposed to this one where it's like uh, maybe i gotta go back in the past and put like an item there in order to have it like sort of mature into the future like the charged battery or the blood pack you gotta wait for yeah. it to freeze and so it, it's stuff like that where it's like it could have been some fights in there maybe some other cool features there but you don't spend like a lot of time in there for the most part yeah onimusha 3 did that as well and it did that very well because it made that uh it made that it, it was a gimmick and a, mecha a mechanic but it worked well in the context of the story Whereas like tormented souls, like I feel like they were maybe toying around with the idea and maybe were experimenting with that. So potentially in the future, if they wanted to build upon that, they would. It's cool. I I don't I don't diss that. They try something and it definitely worked, but it needs more work. Is the problem? Yeah, I. Uh... I really liked the idea when it was first, the first time you had to go back in the past. I thought it was really cool, but I too agree it should have been in it, the game more than just doing a couple things. I did like how it changed the visuals, though. That I thought was really cool. I really liked that a lot. Anybody else want to go, like, scared, maybe? Do you want to say something on this? Yeah, I was just kind of replaying in my head um, some of the parts um, that you do going back in the past. And I have to say, probably what I thought was the most clever was with the lock. When you pour the like acid or whatever it is onto it, um, it doesn't melt the lock right away. It actually takes time, and that's why you have to like go back and forth and stuff like that. Um, I, I thought that was quite clever in general i'm not always the biggest fan of time travel or going back to the past between then and the future but i thought they worked it pretty well in this time Alrighty. um i guess everybody said their piece on this so um why don't we have uh we'll have uh ren read off number nine all right, sure. So there is only one patch costume and a secret nail gun for unlockables. This means that post game content is bare bones. What could be added to sustain the replay value in your opinion? Uh, just more costumes, more costumes uh, maybe like 
arranged modes uh you know mini games perhaps i mean a lot of survival horror games have these little mini games you could play like battle mode yeah like clear a room of enemies out the fastest and see like how fast you could do it maybe you get like an additional weapon or infinite ammo just like ari uh so so here's a couple of things that i think that they should definitely add um obviously in in post patch there was only that one costume as well as the additional triple shot nail gun uh, which is hidden behind a new puzzle. Uh, which, that stuff is cool, don't get me wrong. Like, it was great that they even bothered to add that stuff in. But what I would like to see is additional difficulty modes, because uh, certain trophies, you know, I'm not going to lie, they were kind of a pain in the ass going through the game that way, and I would have liked to have had difficulties where I could have made that, you know, easier to cheese. But then, you know, just for challenge runs, like I would like harder difficulties as well, just to have the option of it. Um, so that's that's one thing that I think they should really look into is harder difficulties and also easier difficulties for various reasons. Uh, additional costumes. Um, hell, like I know it's a small team and maybe they don't uh, they don't have the resources to just come up with a million different costume ideas. Uh I don't know how big the fan support is for this game at the current moment, but like maybe run like a like art contest and see if like maybe somebody can come up with a cool no. design and you could add that. I don't know. So stuff like that. New costumes. Uh, I would actually like maybe some potentially additional weapons that use the ammo that's in the game. Uh, like I think it would be really cool if we had like a double barreled shotgun or a shotgun oh. that could hold a little bit more ammunition than just the one shot. I know that would be broken, but, you know, we already have a triple shot that you could just use, right? So, like, come on, let's have a little fun here, right? If we already beat the game, just, we could have a little fun, right? Uh, I, I think the arranged mode is a good idea as well, too, that Rin came up with. And I would also argue that it would be really cool if they could add in a new mechanic or, like, a... Maybe if they would add something similar to like the one dangerous zombie mode, but not where it fucking blows up, but more so like a uh crimson head or some some type of deal, right? Where you get like a new enemy type that appears on like follow up runs, right? Like that I think would be really cool. Uh, does it honestly sound like more sequel material than anything than unlockable? So. Yeah, I I know, but th- there's a lot that I could obviously spitball and i know there's like only so much that they could do um so really it like realistically i think like additional costumes and difficulty modes would be would be the most ideal thing i know it would be probably kind of a lot of extra work for them to add it but sort of touching on how um it was brought up that from the outside the hospital looked a lot bigger than you really got to play um it'd be great if like on the second playthrough uh an extra corridor of the hospital or even just an area sort of opened up that was completely different with maybe like one extra puzzle and a new enemy or something yeah that'd be interesting yeah oh no you were fine go ahead oh i was just saying like just an optional like side thing to do for new game plus for sure uh yeah i agree with all that the extra 
areas that can open up in the end, extra costumes. And I too was so thinking about the double barrel shotgun idea after the, the triple nail. It's just like, oh man, that would be so sweet to have. Um, I mean, for beating the game a certain amount of times to unlock more things would be really nice, especially considering the people that are going to go for the achievements anyway and have to play multiple times to have different things each time you replay would have been really nice. Mm. Put invisible enemies to make people cry. I, I would love that. I would delete that. <laughs> I would just delete that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nah, just now. Uh, I, I, was, I, I can auto lock, man. I'm like, nah, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. These enemies are annoying as it is. There's no way I'm doing this. It, well, if they put a bunch of mirrors to help you out, like uh, remake one, then maybe, but that wouldn't no. work though. Because, yeah, you that wouldn't work. The mirrors, so like, you, you wouldn't, <laughs> you probably wouldn't see them. So, like, they, they have a they have a few of them in the game like it's not only just mirrors you can see the reflections on it's like glass and also uh water but yeah uh, i that's Marvel far between too, though I yeah it, and that's it's in the series like, as well problem, so there's a that's a kind of problem that happened with the um remake one it's like yeah you have mirrors though but it's only in one, one location oh sorry two locations but it's so far in between that you know it doesn't even matter I think when I started shooting them, I started seeing them better. So I I would say one dangerous zombie is way worse, but that's like another podcast for another day. Yep. Well, final question. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah. We haven't been talking about the character's design, man. Like nobody brought up her brilliant character design. I'm quite surprised. And you only oh, brought yeah, it up because yeah. you liked the beginning of the game, you fucking horny bastard. <laughs> Well, stars. Oh, I was talking about that. So you're the last one. Talking no, about no, 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 no. You, you, you were. You were thinking it. Uh, I saw that scene. <laughs> what, I was what, like, Greg? huh? I know that's your favorite scene too. Don't, don't lie. I saw oh, that. I saw know. that scene. I'm like, I'm gonna have to put some hamburgers up here because, like, she's a uh, coward. She's fully <laughs> naked. I, I don't, I don't want to get Ow. demonetized. Man, you don't even make money. I do make <laughs> money on YouTube. Hey, what you mean, like what? Two yeah. nickels? Okay. No, I, I made like a hundred bucks, and I'm like. I don't want to get demonetized, so yeah, I, I put titties. titties you mean? You said yeah, 100 like, titties? Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh. I was going to say, um, you know, I actually, uh, before they even added in the uh, the additional costume, like, just the general, like, movement animation that the character has is, like, really good. Um, I remember I was streaming it in, in the call the other day, and, like, uh, one of our friends jumped in, and he was like, you know what? What is this game like? The animations look really nice. Like, why is it so clean? <laughs> like, so it's just it's just one of those things where I think like they they really nailed that too. Where um, just the overall aesthetic of how the character uh, looks and moves just I don't know to me at least felt really natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks fine for what it is. I do think the character's face looks a little bit too cartoony. Weird. Like yeah, it's it, it kind of reminds me of Siphon Filter Two, where it's like everything else looks kind of nice except for the character faces, where it's like just a big cartoon block. But once you get past it, I mean, it's it's fine for what it is. I I think I enjoyed it too. I think they were going more for a uh, kind of like a time splitters aesthetic because when when I was looking at like um, the main character and then also um, Anna. They look very much like they came out of a Time Splitters game. 
Yeah, the style is equivalent to that, where it's like not everything else is detailed, but like just the characters and how they look is definitely cartoony but it's definitely an artistic choice so it's not the worst thing in the world it's just you notice it when you first see it in the game mm-hmm. oh anyone else on this art style um the art style in my opinion was just okay it's not the greatest but it's not the worst i can live with it yeah, I thought it was really good for it being an indie, and I'd never even heard of it until past month or so. I was really impressed with it, so I thought it was really pretty. Also, I want to give a special sort of shout out to how they did the uh, mirror world. I, I thought that place looked creepy at first, mm-hmm. like the faces on the walls and the the bodies like strewn out, and it's like um, the pipes are bleeding blood. I, I thought that was cool. Like it really felt like other world to me. You know what else we didn't talk about? Uh, the fact that you die if you're in the dark too long. Honestly, quite literally. If if I didn't know that, or if I wasn't trying to kill my character because I wasted like so much ammo, I would have never died in the dark. It's like it's not even hard to really avoid it at all. It's like super easy. But there's no explanation of why you, at least to my recollection, at least why you die in the dark. Because yeah, thing, yeah. I think the closest thing to that is like the whole shaman story um, that the priest talked about. But even so, they don't even show what's killing you. Like uh, they just drag her away. I'm like, uh, did uh, she get sliced up? What did she get eaten? What happened? Uh, the chromatic aberration killed her. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. That, that looked awful. I'm. Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say like, um, yeah, I just I don't. I didn't really get that. Um, and personally, I just, I was not the biggest fan of it. Um, mostly because there are parts in the game where, you know, they, they block off your progress with those, uh, those wall guys or whatever they're called. Um, all the enemies have names. I just, I just didn't keep track of them. Um, but the, the guys with the weird blades in their hands and they're stuck to the wall and their backs are all like ripped off or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think their name is literally called the waller. That's it. It is so unoriginal, oh, really? but th- yeah, that's the name. Yeah, like I, personally, I just I wasn't a big fan of just um, you know, being in the dark and not being able to deal with that. Because like, if I needed to beat the fuck out of that guy, right, and you know, you're still with the lighter and you don't get the flashlight till like about halfway through, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's why in like subsequent runs, I always went for the flashlight first because you didn't have to go in a particular order, but going for the flashlight just made progress go by way faster. Yeah, I was mentioning earlier before the podcast started to Ren and scared about the fact that I didn't even realize you could die in the dark because I didn't even the three runs I did to plat the game. I did not die in the dark one time and I didn't even realize it was an achievement for dying in the dark i had to look it up i was just like oh i didn't even realize you could do that yep <laughs> <laughs> i still haven't um, died in dark yet yeah, it's super easy to avoid like yeah. as soon as you see the uh the the rbg or whatever the fuck they call it the the aberration then you could just aberration, yeah. yeah you could just equip like the lighter and avoid it and it's no problem but i do get the criticism of well, I got to go in this room and there's enemies. 
I want to fight them to get them out of the way I cannot get rid of the lighter so that kind of like crept on me uh, a lot in the game until I got the flashlight which is way better yeah that uh, really quick to not sure if any of you know about this but like at least on the console version of the game they they have this uh, thing that tells you like yeah you have to hit this button to turn off the flashlight you cannot turn off the flashlight I've tried mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know why that's in there. Maybe they forgot to add, remove that, or maybe it was like patched out by accident, and that's something they're going to add back in later on. But for whatever reason, that's there. Um, it's advertised, at least on the game's box. Not sure why it's telling you that, but or and it's advertised in the fucking uh, options of the game that you could turn it off, but you can't. So, like, don't know why, but... Yeah, if you wanted to get that achievement, you cannot get the flashlight. Yeah, uh, one last last thing before uh, we go on to the last question: uh, the mm-hmm. rules for the um the darkness doesn't make any sense because you can literally stand like a slither of um darkness and it will kill you, right? Uh, it could yeah. be a room could be brightly lit though, but that low corner can kill you. So what if you just like you know pull a Spider Man and just hang on to the ceiling though? Would that kill you? What if there's moonlight shining through the window uh, at night, and it's still dark though, and it turns to light? Would that kill me still? That's no, it's no consistency. That's an interesting hypothetical. Like, if it, if it's still because I kind of felt that when you went in the bathroom, like I was like, okay, this little candle light is gonna really protect me, even though I can just walk on the other stall in darkness and be fine. It, it really didn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah well and the way that the candles work too like i understand that they wanted to go for like the the area was going to be like dark but then some of those rooms like you think like shouldn't this candle like light up most of this room yeah. nope mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it is what it is um but yeah we're uh we're gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap up so i'm gonna have scared uh read off the very last question here yeah um, so what is your final verdict and recommendation for this game? Um, I'll just go ahead. I overall really liked the game. Um, I think I appreciated the most about it was that it was an indie game that had a lot of unique aspects to it that still, you know, brought in that Silent Hill feel. I feel like, you know, it had a little bit of Resident Evil, but mostly Silent Hill. Um, without feeling like it was trying too hard to copy it. Um, I really appreciated that about it. I liked the puzzles. I thought they were incredibly unique for the most part. Um, and so, yeah, if you like Silent Hill type games, if you like those old school uh, survival horror, then I don't think you could go wrong with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, it's definitely highly, highly recommended. I bought this game uh, day one, actually, for the full $40 that it was worth on PlayStation 5 uh, for the physical copy. Uh, I will tell you right now that currently it is on sale on PS5 for like $14. So I, I'm going to go ahead and drop that link and friend could go ahead and uh, post that on screen or whatever later when he edits this edits this uh, podcast but um sure it'll be over by the time he does it <laughs> yeah probably mm-hmm. but uh well no actually it ends on uh ends on march 3rd so you got some time i don't know if you're gonna edit it tonight but i, I might do it tonight I might. but but even then like when the sale's not going on it's like 20 bucks on ps5 
Um, yeah, I just I highly recommend it. Yeah, it does have some flaws, and there are some things that they could definitely improve upon and work on, and definitely things you know maybe in the future that if they're planning on supporting this game further after they release their other ports with uh, additional content, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really good. Like I don't think I like I said before, I don't think I've ever played an indie game that was as solid as this one, and that is as close to a very similar. Uh, Silent Hill feeling game, uh, considering the fact that there isn't that many games out there like that that replicate that sort of uh, play style as opposed to uh, your typical RE clones and your typical run and hide simulators that kind of have come and gone over the years through the indie market. So, so definitely, like if if you can get it, I would highly recommend it. Uh, and even on the platforms that it's just come out on or that it's coming to eventually, like. Get it on those if you want to get it on those. It's fucking amazing. And Token even mentioned it's $20 on Steam. Get it. Mm -hmm. Play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a really good game. I don't know if I just lived under a rock for I don't know how long, but I had not yeah, even yeah. heard of this game until it was mentioned to me. But I'm really glad it, it got recommended because it is one of my favorite games so far to have played indie-wise. I think it's really well done. Worth the money, $20, $40, don't matter. I think it it would have been worth it either way. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic game. I would so recommend it to anybody that likes indie, horror, any of that. It was really good. Huh, the cat finally crawled from rock. Okay. So uh, you hush. So um uh, I will say this is a uh, very great experience. I, I enjoyed my playthrough of it. I'm still like getting to the final conclusion, but I mean, if you like fixed camera and all that stuff and you want that to return, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, go support this game, buy this game, uh, because Party it, community. <laughs> it caters to your <laughs> knees. I'm sorry. A little bit sick right now. Um, so go out, buy tormented souls. It's cheap. We've plugged it to death. I, I think that for the most part, for what they did in this first iteration, they really knocked it out of the park. I, I wasn't expecting like the level of like detail or care that has gone into this product like this team did. And I hope to see more from them in the future as well. Yeah, my, mind you yeah. too, uh, really quick, mind you too, this was originally a, uh, a mobile game project before it became a full console release and, and uh, PC release. So That's the fact that it went from being a mobile game to, to what it is now is like, it should tell you how much, like if we're praising it, we're not, we're not sponsored by the company that made it or anything like that, no. right? And like, if we're, if every one of us is recommending it, like just go buy it, mm -hmm. <laughs> like just do it. That's impressive. Mobile to this. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I'm just I'm talking. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I, highly, I highly recommend um, this game. Like the fact that this is their first title, you know, it's highly commendable that they're able to pull this out, you know, right off the back end, you know, and just nailed it. So, yes, go support the official release if you guys can. And yeah. What takes sponsor shots, by the way? Mm -hmm. uh so i think we're we've all done our recommendations from here so why don't we go ahead and do outros uh you basically all could find me as biodevil underscore dom on twitter youtube 
Um, I am working on my RE7 review, but between work and an Elden Ring at the moment, um, a lot of my time is being taken mm-hmm. up, yes. especially because of Elden Ring. Uh, so, so I am working on it. It is, um, it is on its way. It's about like, I want to say it's borderline on the halfway point of being done. So it's, it's getting there. Um, but we'll, we'll see when it comes out because I might have other reviews coming out around the same time. Uh, anyway, uh, why don't we go ahead and get, uh, Lady Token outroed? Uh, you can always can find me on both YouTube and Twitter at Lady Tolkien uh, for YouTube and Lady Tolkien underscore seven on Twitter. Alrighty. After that, we got scared. Where can we find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube. I delve into lesser known Japanese horror. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check it out. Awesome. Uh, after that, we got Sir Brandle. You can find me going to sleep after this. <laughs> you found me on Twitter at Immortal Brundle, and everyone else is now your goddamn business. I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, we got Renegade Operative. Unfortunately. Uh, shut up. I was, I was almost going to say you forgot my outro, but. Uh, <laughs> That's why I paused for a second. Was... I was. I was... I was gonna see if anyone's gonna say anything, but yeah. I, I was pondering that for a bit. But uh, <laughs> you you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You know Twitter Ren underscore. You know I fuck I forgot my damn Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter properly at Ren Operative underscore and Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. A lot of underscores, but I'm working on uh some stuff with this podcast uh tormented souls i've been uploading that as i kick my fan over uh that playthrough is up right now i'm on like part 10 so i i'm really just putting in the work for that one uh and then uh, the only thing i got planned next is just some reviews so hopefully i review dmc2 which is probably going to come next week nice Alrighty, so uh, that's pretty much been our podcast for today. Uh, you can always check us out over at other sources. I, I forget where we're at. We're on like iTunes and Spotify now, right? Or some shit. Yep, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It's not Google Play anymore, but uh, mostly Spotify is where you can find us. It's easier that way. Yeah, so uh, if you're not listening through us from there, you could always check us out at our YouTube channel at the Infinite Ammo Syndicate, and uh, look forward to future podcasts and other content from us. We will see you guys later. Don't get abducted by Anna. Please. Yeah. <laughs>